I'm Duncan McLeod, and this is the Tech Central Show, brought to you today by MTN Business. Now, it's great to welcome Andile Nklava into the studio. Andile, it's been years. Are you well, sir? It's been years. We have been... Uh, Decades. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy. I see... The last Tech time Central. I saw you was in Cape Town, I think, at um, at an event. It could have been AfricaCom. Yeah, the usual AfricaCom, mm, yes. A couple yeah. of years ago, I, yeah. think, I think. But you know, those events are quite busy. Everybody's exactly. running. But exactly. uh, yeah, great to see the studio has grown and uh, the business has grown. Tech Central has grown and... Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And Convergence Partners is 20 years old. Yeah, I can't believe it's been as investments, yes. Investments, right. Yes. Um, yeah. It's been 20 years since that business was founded. I can't believe it. I thought it was about 10 or 15. No. Um, I left, remember, Duncan, my yeah. previous job, I left in 2002, mm-hmm. early 2003. Yes. Right. You were the Director General in the of, Department of Communications. Yeah. And the Minister at the time was Ivan Masepe Kasaburi. the Postmaster General. You were the Postmaster General of South Africa. Yes. Wow. Does yes. that role still exist? No, it no. doesn't. Remember, it folded Convergence into... Convergence Yes, mm. it folded into, uh, and then it became one director general. Right. Yes. But okay. I was the last postmaster general. So what what did being the postmaster Beautiful. general involve? Yeah. It involved a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the entire philately ecosystem representing the country in the global postal union, you know, UPU, regional postal union, and all the fora that deals with postal system. Okay. Right. It's uh, remember it comes from the family that mm-hmm. my dad was a was a postmaster for close to forty years. Ah, right. Yeah. Okay. That's where this ultimately landed up. My right. knowledge was, you know, born out of the post office, mm-hmm. visiting the post office. And so, are dad, you a philatelist? I am still. Oh, are you? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. I was. There was, in fact, last year during Africacom in the second hall. South Africa philately, I mean, community hosted a global philately conference. Oh, wow. Same venue as AfricaCom. Amazing. Yes, yes, yes. So I was exhibiting there my postal stamps and I got an award. Amazing. I still I still get involved in the postal system. Mm. Yes. (laughs) So you must uh, you must watch what's happening with the post office today with a bit of horror. What are your views? Of what's happened to the post office? You can see from my breathing that <laughs> doesn't please you. It does, I don't mm-hmm. have words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's painful. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, but you've been out of government for more than twenty years now. You're a businessman. You're an entrepreneur. Stop calling me former DG. Former DG. No, I'm saying you always call me former DG. <laughs> former DG and, and and how can I be former when how many DGs have been there after me? Yes. So it's twenty years. Yeah, literally twenty yeah. years. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about your your business. Uh, twenty years since Convergence Partners was founded. What was the original purpose? What were you trying to do with Convergence Partners? I'll send you the presentation. Mm-hmm my original presentation that I presented to NetBank. Yep. Right? It's still there, Mm -hmm. as it is no change. I mean, I was very clear. I mean, I'll send you the slides. It's a pity that uh, you can probably, I mean, I hope your tech in the studio is quite cool to pull it up and show as a, I'm going to talk about one or two of those slides, basically. So in one slide, I talk about having a satellite that's going to cover the rest of the continent, right, which we did in the same slide. I remember that, yes. In the same slide, I talk about building submarine cables around Africa, 
right? And you were an inv early investor in Seacom. Yes. Mm -hmm. In the same slide, I talk about terrestrial fiber across the continent, mm -hmm. which we did. Mm -hmm. In the same slide, I talk about the changes that are taking place in the vertical model of the way data and voice are seen to a much more application and horizontal model. I'll send you that slide too. All right. So I was very clear with the strategy, what one would like to achieve mm -hmm. over the next, I mean, 10 to 15 years. So I went to, to, to a number of banks. I'm not going to mention the first bank that kicked me out. I mean, <laughs> that's it. I mean, you want to build satellites, what, is, what are these? And cables in the bottom of the ocean, Sorry, try next door. <laughs> so And next door helped you. <laughs> next door, thanks to the guys who were at uh, NetBank, mm -hmm. who listened to me and said, this sounds very interesting, and uh, let's have a conversation. You know, So I explained, I put together business models, business plans on how these things will work, right? And at that time, I was busy talking to a number of companies, including Dimension Data and many others. And that uh, basically a number of the projects I had in that presentation, which will be shown in this show as I speak, mm -hmm. right, were done. So NetBank then, who are still my partners, I yeah. work with them today, I mean, looked at that proposal and we, we felt that, no, mm -hmm. this is something that we can jointly look at or they can back some mm -hmm. of the things I wanted to do. Thanks to my colleagues, who later became my colleagues, remember, Brandon, Stefan and Idan, we had NetBank at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I was a client at NetBank, right? And, uh, and then presenting all of these. And thanks to the teams, various teams at NetBank, at CIB, who really, it was called Netco then. My presentation mm. has a Netco, uh, basically, a logo at the bottom left of who, the slide. Who was running NetBank back then? Was it Richard Lobscher? No, it was just in the transition uh -huh. to, to Tom Boardman. Tom Boardman, okay. Yes, it was just in the transition to Tom from, from Richard, mm -hmm. right? And uh, so it was in that era that I was talking to them. Okay. And I mean, the rest is history. So I've worked with NetBank. I mean, great partner of ours. I will really strongly believe to mm -hmm. continue. I will continue to work with them. I mean, they've supported it in our, all our initiatives. Yeah. And, and really also, I hope they are happy mm -hmm. with what we have also done from a returns point of view. Well, take us through some of the investments you've made over the last 20 years. What, what were some of the highlights for you? What were some of the biggest deals you did? So let me walk you through, I mean, there's the, of course, you know, the, the satellite one, my, I mean, if you even look into the current strategy to 2035, we have satellites, what is called space tech in it, which I'm going to come back to it. Satellite, you know, working with Intelsat to build satellite from scratch, mm -hmm. right? Design it with them and that will cover the rest of the continent. The satellite that would sit at 33 degrees east, mm -hmm. still up there, it's now part of the Intelsat fleet mm -hmm. because we sold the satellite to them. 
It's now called Intelsat 28. I mean, you can look at it at uh, 33 degrees east. Oh, IS 28. That's um, yes, used yes, by yes. MultiChoice and others today. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was originally, if I'm trying to remember, it back into the mists of time. It was yeah. New Dawn satellite. It was the New Dawn yes. satellite, right. It was New Dawn. That mm-hmm. was our mm-hmm. concept that we built that satellite. For. And then it was a joint venture with Intelsat. Yes. We funded, we provided almost all the funding, the $250 million mm-hmm. from the continent, including the portion of Intelsat. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay. And then we later sold it to them. So, so Intelsat owns it 100% now? Owns it now, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that is one of, I mean, your question was, mm. what is it that I can highlight? Yeah. I mean, we're still covering the rest of the continent. So we're really very proud of that project. I mean, two is, we're very proud that we were part of SICOM. Myself, mm. Brian, and the team, you know, when we approached, they approached us. I walked- That's Brian Hurley, he Brian found Hurley, it. yes. Mm. I mean, and his team from New York. We worked with them as we were, we launched, you know, SICOM in Mozambique, Brian and I, mm-hmm. you know, when we tend the soil. And I mean, we went to Egypt, in almost all these lending countries. And so we've seen SICOM, I mean, grow. I mean, SICOM is still part of the portfolio. I mean, today... You're still invested there, Of course, we will continue to invest in What is your investment philosophy? I mean, I think Convergence Partners, I think you describe yourself as a private equity. No, no, no. I will... Do you want me to explain that? There are two. There are two buckets, basically, or three if you want. We have a permanent capital vehicle, Mm Right, which is the one we are talking about now, where the satellite has been, where the 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 subsea cable has been. Where you invest for the long term. Where we invest for the long term. This is the permanent capital. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is convergence partners investment. That is the two thousand and three structure. Gotcha. Right? Okay. And in that structure, this is what we have now rebranded to be. Solcon Capital. Mm-hmm. I will explain what that means, mm-hmm. right? It's all about space. Now, that business basically is the one where Inala is, is the one where Sicom is, is the one where Dimension Data was, is the one where Telcom was, is the one where and Fiberco was, mm-hmm. and all of that, you know. And you can go to solcon.capital to see the portfolio of permanent capital vehicles. Okay. Then there's a private equity fund mm-hmm. structure, right? This is where then your C-Track is. I mean, so that's the new fund. So you have Convergence Partners, Communications Infrastructure Fund, mm-hmm. which is the fund of 2013, basically. That is where in that fund your C-squared is, Inc. is, that is where, for instance, uh, and num- that is where the data center in uh, Nigeria called Rec Center is and a number of those companies, mm-hmm. right? Then again, a new fund that we closed early this year, which is Convergence Partners Digital Infrastructure Fund. Mm-hmm. This is where your the companies such as Citrac are located, basically all the companies, I mean, you know, 42 markets are located, etc. the companies that you might have seen the latest mm. announcements and acquisitions, basically. So that's what you you have. But we also have a small exposure in a in a VC fund, which is 4DI. I mean, the guys in Cape Town. I'm oh, sure Justin Stanford. Yeah, yeah I yes. remember when you launched that a few yes. years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm. So we we also have an exposure there. Okay. So that's how. So we have a permanent capital exposure. We have a, a private private equity fund exposure and a VC fund exposure. All right. 
At what point do you look to exit in your PE funds then? So it's about it's a ten year fund. Ten years. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So we we hold for ten years and exit. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's basically. Or potentially reinvest after the ten years if it makes sense. Well, I mean, remember we have uh, we have other investors in the fund. I mean, depending basically. I mean, uh, fund rules are fund rules. I mean, right. but of course, depending if something is quite interesting, mm-hmm. you know, we can always look at it. But yeah. we usually have that uh, period of okay. time. Yes. Okay. So what was the thinking about coming up with the name Solcon Capital? Why change the name from Convergence Partners Investments? So very good. So what is happening is that, I mean, as you were asking, I mean, I spent a little bit of time in in California and here Mm. now and in Southeast Asia, in particular India and Singapore. So we are in in Solcon Capital or in Convergence Partners Investment. We are growing in Southeast Asia and Asia Pacific. Mm-hmm. Okay? That is why we have appointed Pramod Vakantesh, who is well, well schooled in tech with experience in California, with experience in Silicon Valley, in the startup ecosystem, in mm-hmm. matured businesses. Pramod was part of Geo when Geo was starting. He comes out of Cisco. One of the he basically has a very good experience you know, in Indian companies going to California. Mm-hmm. So Pramod is now the CEO, basically. So we will have, I mean, investments in India, Southeast mm-hmm. Asia, an office in Singapore to grow the portfolio of uh, Convergence Partners investments. Interesting. So you're going oh. global because historically yeah, yeah, yeah. you that's, focused on Africa. That's the mm-hmm. purpose. Mm-hmm. We are building a global platform okay. with Solcon Capital, mm-hmm. full global platform All of right. tech. Yes. And do you launch new funds under Solcon Capital? To- Watch that space. <laughs> yeah, that's the part that is going to be interesting. Not funds, but remember we're permanent capital. Mm. But the, the companies that we will be announcing basically that are going to form part of that. Yeah. And most of them are not in the African continent, basically, but they have services they deliver mm. in the African continent, mm-hmm. right? These are pure software. Now, there are four areas of focus of Solcon Capital. One is AI, generative AI. Two is Web3. Three is space technology. And four is cybersecurity. You can look at the website, you'll see all of the four. Mm, all right? fast-growing areas. Yes. Yeah. So what is Solcon Capital? Solcon Capital is, I mean, if you go back to solar constant, mm-hmm. which is the amount of sun rays coming into a square meter of the earth is measured in watts to a square meter. Mm. Basically, a solar constant, mm-hmm. solar constant, that's what it is. So we've decided to name that with that because of yeah. the amount of interest we will be putting in the space tech environment, yeah. in microsatellites, in CubeSats, in collecting data in space and productizing it, whether for agri, whether for for urbanization, whether for communications, we are going to be spending a lot of time building space technology companies, investing in space technology companies. Mm-hmm. And that pipeline will be converted and announced very soon, mm-hmm. basically. So that is why we have chosen, mm-hmm. I have chosen, you know, to call it Solcon Capital. Mm-hmm. But there's another meaning of Solcon, which uh, you will pick it up in the book that I've talked to you about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, what is happening is that the, 
the way in which the 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 Solcon investment thesis is, as I've said, permanent capital in those four areas that I've explained, it's a global platform. Basically, we're building a global platform, and that is what we are we are doing. Focused on emerging markets, a global platform. So both, both, mm-hmm. yes. That's what we're building. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay, we so you look for investments in, in Europe, North America, we have across invest, the world. We have already some exposure in, in those markets too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, a good example for the fund, we have acquired a business in Sweden, basically for Inc., I mean, which is an orchestration layer, not a full business, but part of a business, mm-hmm. right? And some of the companies we have in Solcon already are operating in North America, they are operating in Asia Pacific, etc. So it's not like a new environment. Mm. Our portfolio companies today operate across all parts of the world. Put it like this, in a cloud software-centric environment, there are no borders, mm. to be honest with you. You create borders in your own mind. So why, I mean, for instance, anybody who's going to listen to this show, once it's live, is anywhere in the world. I'm mm-hmm. not sure, you're not producing this show only for South Africa. Mm-hmm. You're producing this show for for the rest of the of the planet. So interesting, Web3. Uh, yeah. I've, heard, I've heard some people saying Web3 doesn't exist. <laughs> no, let me tell you. Yes. Let me give you an example, mm-hmm. okay? Um, oh, let me finish first. The, uh, coming back to Web3, let me finish. So that's what Solcon is. Solcon yeah. is solar constant, right? But look at the logo, 1011. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? It's a binary. Binary, logo, yeah. Which is relaunched, rebooted in 2023. 10 one is 2, 11 one one is 3. Mm-hmm. 23, okay. which is the year we are in. That's how the logo was. Okay, I'll out. have a look at that logo, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Web3, uh, you think it's a real thing? Uh, I've seen some Silicon Valley uh, luminaries suggesting that uh, that it's all BS and that it's it's no, created no, by venture capitalists. No, no, Web3, look at blockchain, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Take NVIDIA as an example. NVIDIA with GPUs, apart from original gaming, the next wave was minting, the next wave was mining, blockchain mining. Mm -hmm. And the new wave now is all generative AI Mm -hmm. using the same GPUs which have been used for gaming, right? To mining, blockchain mining, to now more training and inference Mm -hmm. for purposes of LLMs and generative AI. So what I'm saying is that Web3, from let's take the telecom sector, which is the sector you love most, Mm -hmm. right? If you take, for instance, fixed wireless access, today in Web3, I'm not going to talk about DEFI, I mean, so I'm not going to talk about DEFI, which is on the financial side. Let me talk about telecom to make relevance to this. If you talk about DEWI, right, the wireless distributed architecture, it's the use of blockchain. So in this complex, you will have a, a DEWI model whereby you share your connectivity as a pool between various companies that are in this complex, that's where basically this thing is. Instead of you, each one of you having fixed wireless access, mm-hmm. basically. If it is not daily on the wireless side, it's going to be deep in on the fixed side, right? Physical infrastructure, where you use blockchain again there in order for you to have a shared access model. Mm-hmm. So these are two critical applications of blockchain 
or Web3 in the mm -hmm. telecoms environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So blockchain as a technology is growing phenomenally. It will continue to grow. Let's leave the flowery aspects that usually people focus into. Mm -hmm. You know, forget about all the the tokens and crypto and all of that stuff that will go up and down. I mean, you know, and it will at some point stabilize it. It gets more regulated. Mm -hmm. You know, regulations are important. The only way that part of Web3 will work is when regulators are able to provide clarity in that environment, right? There will be, in my, I'm a strong believer of asset-backed, basically, you know, digital assets, mm -hmm. right? That will continue to happen. Leave the speculation of this industry aside, but talk about blockchain as a technology to be used in examples of DPIN and DWI that I've talked about, or DEFI, right? Or asset-backed financing, basically. That is how this environment will grow. But so, it, every industry, as you know, has speculators. Right. But over time, speculators tend to, you know, become, etc. So that's how I believe that Web3 is going to grow, no mm. doubt about okay. it. Mm. So four, four building blocks, general generative AI, yeah. Web3, space technology and security. What assets does Solcon Capital have in those four areas currently? Okay. And w w what are you looking at in terms of okay. building where you don't have Perfect. expertise? Good question. Mm -hmm. One, we have invested in asset, which is a cybersecurity business, mm -hmm. right? We also have CBMS, which is also in border management, basically. That's a security game. Right in Web3, when I was looking at your studio, please go and buy some stuff at Inala. We can give you Inala broadcast. Right, <laughs> we can create more a a a a Web3 environment for you or a metaverse environment. You know where Duncan is on metaverse and is able to talk to people on. So metaverse. I need to sit here with my Apple reality. No, 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 no. You don't have to do that. Basically, so so what I'm saying is that you look at Inala. I mean, on the content side, that's growth on the side of Web three, yeah. right? And then you also look at companies like Intuba. Basically, Intuba is quite involved in you know more that uh, UX, UI, customer satisfaction, client management, etc. right? And then if you take, uh, you know, a number of, you know, other companies in that space, you know, that they are involved in AI. I mm -hmm. mean, we have invested in LifeQ, as you know, I mean, which is a wearable business. Interesting company that, yeah. Extremely, mm -hmm. right? So if you look at the website of Solcon Capital, you will see that, you know, there are some companies in these four boxes, mm. but the future investments also will be in these four boxes. Mm. There's nothing more important Duncan, than focus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I focus in tech, but even in tech, you choose where you want to focus rather than to spray everywhere and hope that, yeah. you know, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. I, where, this strategy of these four areas is our 2035 strategy, mm -hmm. basically. Okay. We will be pursuing, I mean, we will unveil that strategy on the 25th of October when we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Solcon Capital or Convergence Partners Investments. Right. right. That is where we will unveil the 
2035 strategy where these four mm-hmm. areas we go deeper into explaining them and we would probably share with you some of the companies right. that we are investing in at that time how, how much uh, how much how many how much funds was the correct english term how much funds how many funds how much money a bit of phrase has convergence partners and its various funds um, invested with its part investment partners um to so, date so so the current fund yeah. the new fund launch is about the about 296 or 300 million if you round it up us dollars yes mm-hmm. the previous fund the 2013 fund basically was about uh, just under 200 million dollars i mean basically so it's just over 500 now yeah yeah and then the elephant was the one the convergence partners i think was just around 100 about 100 million dollars yeah. okay so just over 600 million dollars so it's yeah. over 20 do the maths in my head about 22 23 billion at the current exchange rate It's a big well, chunk of change. <laughs> <laughs> no, my maths is terrible. Yeah. Six, uh, no, no, one, two, six, twelve. Uh, this is why I'm a journalist and not uh, <laughs> an engineer. Andile, uh, I'll leave it to our readers to work it out. But uh, um, so, what do you do if you say you round it up at six hundred? Yes, you want to use the current exchange rate. Six twelve. It's about ten billion rand, just over ten billion. Is that right? Uh, well, what 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 are you using to multiply six multiplied by eighteen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's about that. Yeah. All right. My mess isn't too bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and so what what are your investment plans over the next say 10 or 15 years? Are you going to look at investing a similar amount of money or even more potentially? No, let's take I mean the, the, let me talk more here about Solcon Capital, okay? Sure. So in Solcon Capital, I mean I've talked about those four areas, right? I mean the question would be are we going to go back and build satellites? The answer is yes. Okay. Yes. In partnership with uh, an Intel set or no, no, on no. your own? No, watch, no, watch the space. Okay. Yeah. So we are going to get into space technology, mm-hmm. basically not only just build satellites, but look at applications of space, mm-hmm. basically. And it's an area which we are going to be driving quite aggressively. Interesting. Yes, because space technology is coming back in a way that, yeah. uh, you know... Uh, Where's your interest? Low Earth orbit, medium... So geostationary we we will be involved in all the low earth orbit middle earth orbit geostationary mm-hmm. basically not just at launching satellites but applications mm. to give an example we are now working with a company that is looking at mapping of weather mm-hmm. basically using microsatellites mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. interesting interesting yeah. okay So, um, so you were asking, are we going to be investing a lot in in Solcon Capital? Yeah. The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, in these four areas, basically. But we're building more global platforms, as I've said. Yeah, yeah. 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 Can I name companies today? Not yet. Not yet. I mean, yeah, yeah. But and presumably, you're still interested in investing in African countries as well. Of uh, companies course, as well. Of course. Yeah. I mean, convergence partners. Who? That is the focus of convergence partners. Mm-hmm. Digital Infrastructure Fund is right. to invest in Africa. I mean, mm-hmm. so you you have to deal with these things in different buckets. Understood. Yeah, yeah, because the focuses are different and the geographies are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a bit of breaking news this morning. Actually, I saw in my inbox that uh, that you've invested in a company called Yellow. Yes, they yes. are a uh, financing company that provides solar. funding around s- solar in 
homes, is that right? In, in small in, businesses as in well? Small businesses as well, but okay. also in the involved in mobile financing. Also. So, so which, uh, which fund is, uh, has invested this in This is Yellow? SIPDIF. This is Convergence Partners, mm-hmm. Digital Infrastructure Digital Fund. Infrastructure fund. Tell yes. me a bit about Yellow and why you've invested in them. Yellow is, has a, a very interesting footprint mm-hmm. in the continent, basically, and not just basically, I mean, if you look at different products they have, I mean, they are, they fit, they are a perfect fit for Convergence Partners Digital Infrastructure. Are they a South African company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a okay. South African company, right? Okay. Yeah, you guys have no... Who's vis- behind them? Who's Sorry. the founder? Who, who's, who's no, look at, look at it online. I mean, I will walk you through them mm-hmm. just a minute. So the, the company, basically, I mean, are young entrepreneurs of mm-hmm. South Africa. We have expanded to Malawi. We've expanded into a number of countries yeah. using this product, basically. And uh, they are able to finance this, including mobile devices, including, you know, a lot of stuff that are related, mm. you know, more what we today called, you know, green energy tech, mm-hmm. basically. And this they've done, they've developed a very unique model, which is quite very attractive. In particular, you know, remember, Duncan, we are an impact investor. Mm-hmm. This has a huge impact in lower income groups mm-hmm. and society. Basically, you know, the way people need energy to use for a variety of services, including, you know, mobile devices, including, for instance, uh, you know, ability for them to recharge mobile devices and be able to mm-hmm. use energy for communications or energy to switch on the lights or energy to cook. I mean, because there's an integration now that is happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes in other areas, semi-rural areas, people would move from one place to the other simply to go and plug their phone. Mm. So what really Yellow is doing is providing every home an ability to have this universal access of both a device, you know, and also an ability to switch on the lights. Without a huge upfront cost. Without huge upfront cost. So it's something that fits the investment thesis of 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 convergence partners basically this mm-hmm. new fund and also the good thing is that the footprint they have mm-hmm. across the continent is what is very attractive to us yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So. good stuff how, how has the investment landscape for you changed over the last couple of years i mean the the business cycle has shifted. We're in a high interest rate environment now as the US Fed tries to fight inflation and central banks around the world are lifting rates. Um, we've seen uh, certainly um, developed world venture capital funds pulling back from investments mm-hmm. in emerging mm-hmm. markets, including mm-hmm. Africa. Mm-hmm. Is that an opportunity for convergence partners? Let me put it like this. Mm-hmm. You, you, your last part, I mean, you, you are really spot on. I mean, look, I mean, if you, whether you go back to 2008, whether you go to 2000, I mean, you can go back in these cycles mm. of liquidity crunch. I mean, that's when innovation comes, mm. right? If you go back, I mean, I, I say the Satoshi paper came at the time when we were all basically looking everywhere mm. because of the 2007-8 mm. crunch. I mean, the blockchain innovation was born during that time, mm. right? you now look at generative AI in the middle of all the characteristics that you talk about in as far as the market, what the feds are doing, interest rates, basically, you know, the lack of liquidity in the market, 
but look what came about. Mm. NVIDIA crossed one trillion, mm. right? And we now see generative AI adoption as the dominant technology that's going to shift everything we do. So there's always, I mean, if you now go back, whether you take three decades, mm -hmm. you will see these, you know, times where tech or the economy, whether in some cases it could be triggered by financial services, in other cases by tech, mm -hmm. in other cases by other industries, in other cases by COVID or by war or, you know, all of this, mm -hmm. where you then get that V-shape that happens. There's something that takes our industry out of that, mm. you know, that becomes the, the trigger for excitement and new investments. And people believe that, look, I don't want to miss the next wave. I mean, if you remember after 2007, eight, there was very little conversation about cloud, mm -hmm. but cloud started. I mean, if you remember, we were talking to you about the cloud we were doing in our previous organization when we bought that company Opsource, et cetera. Mm -hmm. You remember mm -hmm. early days before the, uh, you then saw post 2008 cloud started to emerge and cloud became the driver of the industry post mm -hmm. that crisis of 2008. Mm -hmm. Post this crisis, right? Generative AI is going to be the driver of the next wave of tech growth. So, Do you think it's going to lead to a productivity boom that some people have suggested, that, that once this, these tools are integrated into things like Microsoft Office, that it's literally going to raise global productivity and keep it there forever? My view, mm -hmm. if your company, I don't know, you must look at FinGPT. FinGPT. Fin, yeah, yeah. FinGPT, right? If, let's give an example, you are in an asset management firm or you do, for instance, portfolio analysis in an investment firm, looking at one, two, three, four companies, comparing them as to which one you invest mm. in. How long does it take for you to go to Bloomberg, pull that data, or go to Reuters, pull that data, or get, for instance, sentiment data from media to try and give a proper analysis of, say, a cluster of the companies you want to look at, compared to what Finn GPT can do for you, basically. This is something launched just a few weeks ago. Okay. Right? You can, what would be done by an analyst, an equities analyst over a period of, let's say, you know, to produce a paper over a period of a month. Mm -hmm. Instant. Yeah. One wonders what the quality is there. <laughs> the quality will improve over time. It will, yeah, it will. In the same way, if you remember being Google Search or DuckDuckGo mm. or Brave, any of the search engines, right? They were not at, you know, the quality of the outcome of search. Yeah. I mean, in the algorithms that they run, but over time, these things are able mm. to give you that level of, even in... Any analysis, whether you do it as an individual, right? Yeah. Where you are collecting data from multiple sources, you want to do comparison of A, B, and C, there's still an error or a correction that you will basically, you won't get that to 99.9% mm -hmm. because there's subjectivity in the way you compare data from multiple sources. You might use raw numbers data, but there's sentiment data that comes out of you know, reports, journalists, media that mm. you don't factor, basically. Have you made any investments in the generative AI space yet? 
we are busy with that. Busy with that. I'd imagine that the uh, the the upstarts or startups in the in the space are very well valued. Um, I mean, every this is the, the exciting area in tech no, right but, now. But there are many ways mm. to enter the space, mm-hmm. right? The the I mean, for these companies, the cost is in the training, the engine, the GPUs that you hire Nvidia. or you buy. Mm. I mean, and inference that you have to run them. Yeah, it costs a lot of money. I mean, there are many ways to invest in this. Either you can invest in infrastructure and be able to attract companies to come and do that in infrastructure by taking equity in them. Mm. So there are a couple of models that we are looking at. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, I've seen it suggested that NVIDIA is the only company really making money out of generative AI so no, far. No, I mean, they're good. They're great companies. I mean, if you take companies like Hugging Faces and a number of them, mm. they're companies who are doing very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Doing extremely and I'm right. sure Microsoft's going to figure out how to make money out of this. In not just them. Course. Look yeah. at Bard. I mean, Bard is coming up. I mean, from Google, Google. also yeah. very well. Yeah. So look, this is going to become the largest part of our industry by 2030. Wow, that's quite a prediction to make. You, the largest 20th, part of our industry by 2030. By the largest part of our industry by 2030 will be generative AI, and if you are not part of it, you might as well retire. <laughs> I'm interested to see how generative AI impacts journalism because it, it introduces all sorts of ethical considerations as well. Put it like this, mm-hmm. Duncan. We have grown the internet with dark web as a sister part of it. Am I right? Mm-hmm. And it exists and we know it exists, right? There's always a bad side in technology mm. and we need to accept that. And we, we as practitioners, me and you, must make people aware of that. Whether is the internet as we know it, right? Or whether generative AI or AI and the biases that it will have, mm. right? We must make people aware, mm. right? And we must try and come up with a core regulatory model between nation states and business or industry to find best ways to make sure that this thing is mm. is properly regulated. So, Andili, you've spent considerable time traveling the world. You've spent a lot of time in Africa. How many African countries have you visited, by the All, way? All. Yes. Every single one? Al- almost, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it must be one or two. You no, been. no. I've, I've, been, I've been to Mauritania, if you want, and yeah, coming down this way. Right. Yeah. But you've also spent uh, time in the U.S. You moved, in fact, moved to Silicon Valley. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you lived there for several years. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still commuting. Still Back going and back forth, and yeah. forth. Yeah. Um, tell me a bit about what it's like, what it was, what it is like to to live and work in that environment in Silicon Valley, and w- what lessons you've taken out of it, and what what you think South Africa and Africa can be doing, can learn from Silicon Valley and do better that perhaps we aren't doing. So, that. so here where it comes from. You remember in my previous life, we created that advisory structure of a number of Silicon Valley companies. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember that. Is, no, this, when, me, is this when you no, were the DG? When or? I was the DG, uh-huh. remember we had that presidential ICT advisor. Yes, I remember that, yes. Where the CEO of Microsoft, of Oracle. Ah, oh, yes. I mean, you remember. That was Tom and Becky. Yes, yes, yes. They would come yeah. in here once a year and meet the country's leadership. Larry you Ellison was on Larry Ellison mm-hmm. was there. Mm-hmm. You know, Kali Feliona was there. I mean, Bill Gates was there, you name it, mm-hmm. right? So w- I organized that to happen. I was almost facilitating, even the CEO of SAP, if you remember, you know, Hasso Platner. Yeah. yeah, all of them that would come down, meetings sometimes would be in different places of the country, mm-hmm. right? 
So I kept that relationship mm-hmm. with that community basically at the time because I was almost convening those meetings together with the former president and his cabinet to meet that community once a year mm-hmm. just to get a view from the the leaders of the tech industry of the time as to where the industry is going mm-hmm. and put our political leadership in front of them mm-hmm. so i kept that relationship not only that because the companies that we invested in from 2003 most of the products come from silicon valley mm-hmm. whether it's cisco products whether avaya whether microsoft you know all our portfolio companies mm. are built using silicon valley companies mm-hmm. right so by spending time in silicon valley it was more to immerse myself into our partners mm-hmm. right one but also get an understanding of the ecosystem as to how it works silicon valley or the bay area is a state of mind i mean duncan mm-hmm. it's not about buildings it's not it's about people who live tech they have they eat tech for breakfast lunch and dinner or midnight snack if you want weekends it's all about tech that is the they live and breathe it they live and breathe it i mean and that is what really for me i mean is fascinating that's what i do that's what i do i live tech yeah. 7 days a week you must fall right at home <laughs> <laughs> yes so 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 to take that and and i mean you don't only meet us citizens mm. there are people there from india mm. there are people there from eastern europe mm. there are people there from europe i mean western europe there are people there from latin america who all are coming into this well of tech to either bring their startups or their businesses or to learn or to partner or to do whatever and where i met the current ceo of solcon capital was there mm-hmm. right and we started to work together and then and then i invited him to come he became a ceo of inc right. for the last 4 years and is now the ceo of solcon capital mm-hmm. right there's a strong relationship between the bay area specifically what is called silicon valley mm-hmm. and what is happening in bangalore mm-hmm. right the movement of people a lot of silicon valley companies have tens of thousands of people yeah. working from bangalore providing tech platforms for them at a global level mm. that is for that reason now we are putting an office at solcon capital in bangalore in order for us to be able to increase which we are active already in bangalore to increase our development base that is going to provide services across our companies globally mm. the same way as everybody is doing in california yeah yeah, yeah. andila i know you're out of time but i'm going to squeeze in one last question given your experiences in silicon valley there's a lot of talk there's been a lot of talk over the years in south africa about building a silicon valley or a silicon savanna or whatever it is let here. me tell you silicon valley silicon valley is a state of mind state of mind it's so not you about you can't just replicate it it's not about buildings mm. it's not about that yes you need that infrastructure but you need people mm. right it's a culture it's a way of life both those who are involved in investments those who are involved in tech those who are entrepreneurs is the building of that ecosystem you don't build it in physical buildings yeah it is about people working together collaborating going to market together competing and be able mm. to innovate and and these so- are from schools universities right. entrepreneurs so it's the entire ecosystem that's able to function together 
So what really I would advise for anyone who's wanting to champion this, mm. it's about collaboration. Mm. That's what it is, to be honest with you. These guys have figured out how to collaborate with computer science departments at universities, with research institutions, with entrepreneurs, with venture capitalists, with angels, with people who want to invest, with the market. It is that ecosystem that works like hand and glove. And you can't just replicate that. You can. I mean, you take India, for instance. Yeah. India is now the biggest source of talent and knowledge. All the top tech companies in Silicon Valley are managed and run by Indians. Middle management, you know, CTOs, CEOs, and most of them, you count all of mm. the trillion-dollar companies, half a trillion-dollar companies, hundred-billion-dollar companies are these guys. How have they built that? It's knowledge, it's scale, it's education. Education is at the that core That is of where mm. this thing starts. Mm. Can, right. Have we got any chance in South Africa we of replicating have, what India we, has done? Look, India has a billion people. Yeah. Okay, They produce one million engineers out of the universities mm. in India. We can do it. It does not have to be that scale. Take Israel, for an example. Yeah. They have created an innovative state, you know, They've done it. You know what I'm saying? Of course, a lot of it's scale. defense spending that's, that's been directed that, into Yes, yeah. yeah. But they've made themselves to become this center of innovation. I mean, you talk about Waze, you talk about, you know, Google and everybody. They've got centers of research there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it is possible. I mean, you take what South Africa has become in the data center space. That's one area we can latch on, mm -hmm. right? And become a global hub of data centers. You, you, you don't become everything. I mean, I don't believe in, I don't, I'm not an expert in everything. You choose a very narrow area to focus on. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. I have to leave. Thank you, you have to much. leave. Andilin Kaba, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for talking to Tech Central. We could carry on all afternoon. Let's, let's schedule another session sometime. Definitely. Thank you. Yes.